0: All right, go ahead. My name is Derek White. My name is Marquette Stefter, and this is Man Cave, Escaping the Stigma, Building Men.
1: Today's episode is a little bit different. This is where we really get into what I call the nitty-gritty of things. Yes, definitely. This episode is about emotional avoidance. So start us off. What you got for us?
0: So, with emotional (laughs) avoidance, you know, um... We always talk a lot about this in my social work courses about how it really starts in your childhood. You know, like when a child is coming up between the ages of about two and six, roughly those ages, I forgot the thingy. Don't forgive me. I'll brush up. But um, between the ages of two and six is when a child really starts to uh, understand and develop emotion. So if you as a parent... Are you as a you know a peer or whoever you are to so that child if you are not teaching them about emotion or actually showing them how to express emotions around that age, then they then then when they get older, they're not gonna know how to express themselves like for example, if a child um, is getting upset and they're crying and stuff of that sort re- versus you just saying, hey, be quiet, suck it up, don't do all that or you know or you be like, hey, why are you crying? What's wrong? Tell me, you know. Like, getting them to understand, okay, like, I I don't know. I just feel upset. Okay, so you feel this way because this and this and that. Helping your child understand how they feel and what they're feeling, you know, it it honestly, you know, it, it helps them, you know, control their emotions and be more aware of it. Because I know for me growing up, my mother always, always made us talk about how we felt. She always made sure we understand why we did what we did, how we felt the way we felt, you know, and just all kinds of things so literally around around that time i think it's a little further, i am gonna have to go and check my check my book but like literally around those times is when you really need to start tuning in to like how your child is feeling and how they express that
1: that's that's really good because uh when i was a child and unless my memory is failing me i don't remember <laughs> them ever asking me how i really felt about anything but not saying that they did a bad job they did a Excellent job. Excellent job. But um, emotions was one of those things that we, and once again, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't remember spending a whole lot of time talking about that, you know. um, And it probably wouldn't have mattered because if they did, I would have lied anyway because I've always been a secretive person when it comes to my emotions. Anybody that knows me knows that. My face is always the same. I'm a hard person to read when it comes to how I'm feeling unless you really know me you know Mm. and um, childhood is definitely important because I was a little bit on the opposite end of the spectrum where like I said I didn't really have a whole lot of training and how to deal with my emotions and stuff like that Uh, I remember coming up around middle school early high school age I was angry a lot but nobody ever really knew you know, it was just kind of something that was just bottled up on the inside. But that was because I had been through different things and had very various experiences that I never spoke about. Um, I never really dealt with them. And, you know, the, the funny thing about when you sweep stuff under the rug, no matter how much you sweep under the rug, at some point it's going to pile up and you ain't going to be able to fit any more under it because the rug is only so big. And that's kind of how I view us as people you can only pile so much into it uh before it starts spilling out in other ways and you know you have to be able to evaluate yourself and say well what is it what, what's the reason behind stuff like let's say um i don't know i'm one of those people i get angry and i start punching stuff which is stupid don't do that all you're gonna do is hurt your knuckles been there done that but um you know you have to figure out okay, well, why am I angry? You know, why does it feel like the only time I can get a release is when I hit something? You know, there are better ways to deal with emotions. And, uh, you know, I've never really been, he he can tell you, I've never really been an emotional person. And I don't think that'll ever change. That's just not me. But I am learning to develop a better understanding of my emotions to where it's not a crutch anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, but like I said I don't I don't think I'll ever really be an emotional person but I'll know how to deal with them I think you'd be emotional when you start when you have kids
0: <laughs> still doubt it Lucy we'll I, won't, I won't put money on it but uh like and so by you not necessarily having that strong foundation in childhood or just like in general like uh, about emotion like, when you get older, it can cause a whole bunch of emotional disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you get in a relationship, she's telling you, hey, you know, this is how I want to be loved. Hey, this is how I feel, this and this and that, or whatever. And you're just like, um, okay. Like, you don't, you don't necessarily understand what she's talking about, how she feels. And she'll be like, well, how do you feel about this, 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 and that, or whatever. You just, it's like you can't tell her anything. You can't provide anything because, you know, you, you, you just don't. And, like, and for example, I brought this up last time. Like, my grandfather, he never told my grandmother, I love you before. Until that time she got that car and she was like, oh, my God, She's never told me he loved me before. That's emotional disconnect. Like, that is horrible. Like, there should be no reason <laughs> that you cannot express love, express anger, express, th- express yourself in general. Like, that will cause emotional disconnect not only in your friendships, but your relationships and in life in general. It's going to be hard for you to, like, be there for somebody when they're feeling mm-hmm. down. It's going to be hard for you to be there... For somebody, you know, if they lost someone, like for example, like when you use, use you an example, oh. like for example, if somebody was to break out crying, they would sit there like, <laughs> uh, okay, and get them like a little pat, you know. Versus me, if somebody start crying, I'm ready to get, I'm a hugger. I'm ready to get somebody hug, you know, or something of that sort. And it's just like, you know, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just like that's not something that he's comfortable dealing with, you know. Yeah. versus me, deal with it all my life, but like. Still, like it's just like with with emotions that you're not familiar familiar with, or you're not comfortable around, it will really just have you sitting there looking like, uh, can they shut up now, or how can I get up out of this? You know, it just leaves
1: yeah. you feeling very, very, very uncomfortable. That's very true. Um, like he said, he's a hugger. I'm not a <laughs> hugger. Don't touch me. <laughs> However, I realized that. Part of the reason that I was not a hugger was because I didn't want people to get too close to me. I felt like if you came in for a hug, you'd be able to see all my insecurities on the inside and you'd be able to just look straight through me. Ooh, that's deep. And so once I started working through that, I realized that that was an emotional disconnect with myself. You know, I did not know how to deal with emotions. I didn't know, you know, that was just a new area to me. So it made me uncomfortable. And now that I've really started navigating that and I've been working through that, I mean, I still don't like to be hugged. I still don't want you to touch me. But, you know, it's not because of that anymore. And it reminds me, you know, I was a person for a long time. um, I ran from my emotions. You know that. You know, you know. We've been knowing each other. We've been best friends since we were like five years old. So he knows that I would track star from emotions. (laughs) 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 Because I, I felt like... Uh, you know society teaches us that emotions make us weak when that's that's not true at all Um, God wouldn't give us emotions if he didn't intend on us to use them you know Uh what I'm saying but in order to use them anything that we don't know about we're typically afraid of and because men don't know about emotions we're afraid of them so we just try to steer clear from them but you can't avoid what you're feeling because it tends to not go away until something is done about it. It's like if you're hungry. You can't just ignore being hungry. You can, but your stomach's going to start growling. Your head is going to start hurting. It starts to affect your way of life, mm-hmm. which is exactly what emotions do. So when you finally put some food in your stomach, that's when things start to return to, uh, to normalcy. And so it's just like with emotions. The longer you prolong it, the worse the problems get, and it starts to affect your life. And so you have to, at some point, you have to deal with it, you have to unpack it, and you have to figure out, okay, how am I feeling about certain things? I can give you guys a great example. Um, Who was that, a year, year, about a year ago, I went through a really tough breakup. Um, It was with a girl that I had been with for a long time. Um, There was a lot of feelings involved and I just didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't, so I ran from it. (laughs) And so, because I ran from it, instead of being able to heal and recover and move on in a couple of months, I prolonged my process by a long shot. And so, when it comes to stuff like that, you know, uh, men are real peculiar about breakups. We don't handle them like, You know, when women have breakups, they shave their head, they eat ice cream, they wear big t-shirts and blast music 24-7. And cry. Yeah, and and they cry. And they do a lot of journaling. You know, they start... You can tell when a girl's going through a breakup because she's going to start posting on social media, like, all this weird stuff. You know, she starts taking herself out on dates and all that kind of stuff. I'm not criticizing. I'm not criticizing. At all. I'm just pointing out the differences between men and women. And then men... When we go through a breakup we come back to the to the group chat with the homies and we act like we just been liberated you know we act like we just won the lottery like everything is good everything's peaches and cream like we just got released from prison and all our homeboys standing outside waiting on us. you know we back in the game give me my jersey I'm getting back in coach you know and really that's not how we're feeling but that's what we put on because we want to hide from those emotions because we're afraid to deal with them. And it's something that you have to deal with because you're human. You know, we always say to be fully man doesn't mean only being half human. You're still human. You have to deal with those emotions. And that was something that I really had to learn because I, my emotions has always been something that I've struggled with because I've never known how to deal with them. And so that breakup was especially hard for me. I know you remember, um, was I walking around crying all the time? No. Was I sad all the time? No. But you could tell it would show up in other things, just like when you get hungry. Things that don't involve your stomach start to be affected. Like, why are you getting headaches when you're hungry? Why does your vision get blurry? You know, why do you start feeling weak all over? Because it's, it's showing itself in other forms. So for me it would show itself in things like lack of motivation, um, being excessively tired when I haven't done anything. Because mind you, it was winter last time. So there was no school, there was no band, there uh, there was no real fraternity business. I had nothing but time on my hands and I would go to work. But even that, you know, that was just work. I worked at Walmart, but I was excessively tired all the time. You know, I wasn't motivated to do anything. I really didn't want to be around friends, didn't really want to be around family. Um, I didn't really want to do anything that I enjoyed, like playing basketball and all that kind of stuff. But what I did want to do was, um, and I'm not, I'm not proud of this, but I did want to surround myself with other women. And I realized that um, I really was just trying to fill a void that I felt like was missing and that's not good because when you when you get rid of something the goal is you know you need to I like to fill things with God because the more of him the less of me that's always a good thing but instead of doing that I want to do other things you know what I'm saying I wanted to talk to everybody else on the block and mind you I wasn't you know, I wasn't sleeping with these people or anything, but I just needed that constant conversation because I, I was afraid to be alone. I had become codependent on my relationship. And so emotions are something that you, uh, you really want to deal with, you know, head on. And I know that it's, it's scary a lot of times. Uh, you know, you, it feels like you're in, you know, just dangerous territory, but it's something that you just have to deal with. I mean, like he said, uh, he said everything, uh, pretty much. And I went through
0: my breakup. Oh, at mercy, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Like versus him, where he was trying to run away from it, all I could do was sit in it. I was sit. What well, I was depressed. I didn't want to do nothing. Uh, I had bad anxiety. I couldn't sleep. People, people be like, "Oh my, oh my, nerves just bad." No, your nerves ain't bad. That's anxiety. Like I, I, I like versus, like I, I could I, back then. I could walk in the union. No problem. And it's like, after I went through the breakup and anxiety got bad, it's like, if I walk into that doggone union, I felt like I was about to have a panic attack of people was looking at me. Like, I didn't want <laughs> to be looking at me. Like, it like it, it was just horrible. And, like, honestly, like, it caused me to, like, act out in so many ways. Jesus Christ. Like, so many ways. And, like, really? Like, I it, it was like I knew, I knew how to express it. I knew what to do to get over it, but it was just like I didn't want to let it go. And and, and, and in a case in a in a way that's sort of emotional abuse to myself. Mm-hmm. Like there like there is a way to emotionally abuse yourself. I hope you guys know that. Like you call it being hard on yourself, no, you're emotionally abusing yourself. That's not cool. But um like literally I ooh lord have mercy. I this know I went through the gutters, okay? Your boy ended up in a psych ward. Like literally, like like stuff like that. Like if you cannot cannot express things properly or in a or in a um positive way, it can literally lead to so many different things. And those yeah. are like gateways for many different things to come in and just like take advantage of you, literally. Because like when you're feeling your worst, that's when you're most vulnerable. Right. And like literally in those vulnerable times, like I was susceptible so, to so many things. So many things, and honestly, like knowing that I could have done better and I didn't, like it was, I, I was never the one to just ignore it. I was the one like I need to sit with it for a long, long time when it's not true. A lot of the times you need to sit sit with stuff for so long, but I was just like I need to sit with it for so long or whatever. And I was like okay, but then once I heal from this, then that's it. They gone forever. I don't want to do that. So I sat there and I prolonged my stuff. Pretty much purposefully. It was gonna be like a year and a half, but um, but honestly, like literally though, if you if you avoid, 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 emotion, like it literally does not get better. It will never get better. It'll only get worse. Actually, it'll start taking a toll on your physical health, like you said, like not right. eating. Like people that stress out a lot have heart problems. Mm-hmm. Like they, they high blood pressure and stuff. If you're depressed, oh, you can't eat. You can't sleep. You know it. it um. It's it's many 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 different things. Like it's exactly like like with anxiety, you can't you can't function in a room full of people, like you start to shake, jitter, sweat. Like it's many different things. So therefore, it will never get better unless you deal with it, unless you understand what the root of that problem is. Right. And just knowing that like you you're avoiding these emotions and stuff or whatever, or like, and it, it doesn't make you tough. You're just stupid. Right. And I mean that in. A harsh way
1: and you know the thing is you know society has taught us so much garbage really you know that it's like okay you know we're, we're men we're supposed to be macho all the time yeah you can be macho all the time and still have emotions yes it's very possible you know there is no law that says you can't feel things because that would be lying anybody who tells you that they don't feel anything they're lying nobody's numb to anything like an example um I want to say maybe a week ago uh, somebody that I know passed away now mind you I hadn't spoken to this person I haven't seen them in well over maybe eight months but it was still somebody that I felt like was very important to me especially at a certain point in my life uh, they really helped me uh, in my walk with Christ and and in other other areas of life uh, at one point and she passed a week ago and when I was initially told my first thought was it's all good, I'm a man, I'm tough I'm good, it's no problem and then I had to go back and, and remind myself that no, you're hurt you're disappointed uh, especially because I actually was in the process of reaching out to her, to reconnect, and uh, that never actually got to happen, but I had to remind myself that you know it's okay, you it's okay to feel it. It's o- it's okay to be disappointed. You know it's okay to feel like man I'm I'm too late. You know I I missed her. Uh, I didn't get to to you know have that one last conversation with her. Things ended on you know not so good of a note. You know, she'll never know that I didn't throw her away. You know, you have all these crazy thoughts in your head. And it's okay to feel that and to acknowledge that. But you don't become a slave to it either. So I had to tell myself, you know, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to go through it. But I will move forward. And that's what we're trying to get people to see is that you don't become a slave to your emotions. But you don't become closed off to them either. You know, the goal is to find a perfect balance for the two. Balance is such an important word, and it can be applied to anything, but especially with emotions because, like, literally, we were on two opposite ends of the spectrum where he was living in his, and I was on a U-Haul truck speeding away from mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? U-Haul no, trucks don't speed. Well, they don't, but <laughs> I was trying. my. That must be why I couldn't get away from him because I, I, I surely couldn't. But – you know, you have to find that happy medium to where it's like, okay, I recognize my emotions. I'm learning how to deal with them, but I'm also not a slave to them either. You know, they don't, they don't rule me. They don't rule over my life because, you know, what you give your time to is what you give your heart to. So mm-hmm. if you give your time to just being in your feelings, being all emotional, then that's essentially what you've given your heart to. Your emotions have become your God, and that's problematic. And, you know, that's why you have to be careful, you know, with stuff like what you listen to and what you watch on TV as Mm -hmm. well, because that that feeds into all that. That's why certain types of music or certain artists, I I don't listen to too much of them because I know that, you know, well, this person might only sing about being sad all the time, you know, or it could be on the other end of the spectrum where this person is just talking about being all happy and jolly and, you know happy-go-lucky all the time when that's not a realistic lifestyle either there's a there's a balance for it and so what you really want to do is try and find um an emotional balance that you can function in that'll uh help you and i know uh one of the things that that he's actually helped me learn over the last year is like just finding outlets to express your emotions so you know just just kind of tell us, you know tell him a little bit about that yeah, so uh, growing up,
0: I was always a writer. Even before I knew what being a writer was, as a kid, I would write on any and everything. Any and everything I could get my hands on, I would write, I would write, and I would write. And I would always just write about my day, how I felt, this and this and that or whatever. And that was, in a way, therapeutic for me because it's like I always had to write about something. So I, So as I got older and went to therapy, uh, by the way therapy is also something I recommend therapy it, it, it helped me in many 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 ways to understand a lot of the things I was going through in high school and, it, I, and, I, and I honestly believe that it could it, it, it could be something that could possibly help you better understand your emotions and how to express them and everything like 10 out of 10 recommend therapy and therapy does not mean that you sad, that you weak or even that you like giving up on God for some it doesn't mean you're crazy either. exactly <laughs> For some people who are extremely religious, saying, Oh, I don't go to therapy. I bring my problems to God. Okay, cool. But still, there are therapists
1: here for a reason. God put doctors here for a reason. Ooh, can I, I was just going to say, because a lot of people, and, you know, like he just said, we don't do super spiritual stuff. That's stupidity. Right. Because it's like, that's like people who are like, if somebody was to say, Well, I don't have to go to the grocery store, the Lord will provide. He provided the the five loaves of of bread and the the fish, you know. I guarantee you, if you sit there and you don't go to Walmart and get you no groceries, you will starve. Because God put resources here for us to use. Don't be one of those people. Exactly. Like, that don't
0: make no doggone sense. But, excuse me. But back to what I was saying about outlets. So, literally um i was told that if you cannot express your emotions like physically or just outwardly express them find find an outlet find a medium in a way like for example some people love to draw like they draw how they feel like you can draw something or whatever they can put it in front of you and they can tell you why they drew it pretty much and that's them expressing their emotions and them not even knowing it um a lot of people write like i do they write things out probably in stories or just in po- poems or whatever and they show this and it's like okay so why you feel like this oh, so this is how you felt cuz a lot of the times i can say how i feel but it will come out clearly when i write it write it down on on paper like so writing helps a lot of people some people may be dancing some people just be like if i can just dance you know this helps some people it's something as simple as fishing fishing helps you think Fish, because like my, my dad, when I reconnected with him, he told me that fishing was his thing. It was his hobby. It's like something he can do. He just sit there and he just think about everything because it's quiet. He just think and he thinking and he thinking and he get his emotions and his thoughts together and stuff of that sort. Like, and if that's the case, that's great, you know, because if that allows you to organize your thoughts and how you feel, well, then therefore you should be able to go, after that stuff is organized, you should be able to go and express that or talk about it afterwards. Like, so any form of outlet, outlets come in many different shapes, forms, and fashions. That's why, I was, that's why I always encourage everyone to find some form of outlet because it's not always easy just talking about it. Sometimes you don't want to always talk about it, but you necessarily want to get those things out. You want those things to be felt. You want it to be um, translated. So in a way, you need to find some form of outlet that helps you express yourself because at the end of the day, if you don't express yourself, then you're going to always feel alone. You're always going to feel like you're not being heard. So find an outlet, literally. I recommend starting off with writing. Some people hate writing, so if you don't want to do that, try drawing, try anything else. But I always say start off for writing. Like start writing about how you feel or what happened. Or, and it might turn into how you felt and this and this and that. That's why I always journal all the time.
1: It helps. And I 100% agree with that. Uh, because I feel like a lot of times when you write things out you can write them better than you can articulate them verbally yes and uh, another little little nugget I want to give to the fellows out there listening is that um, if you don't learn how to deal with your emotions while you're single it just gets worse when you get in a relationship so much worse and the thing about it is see a lot of guys I think a lot of times we suffer from the same thing. We think that, we feel that, you know, well, our women, whenever we, you know, try to express ourselves to them or tell them how we feel, you know, they use it against us or they don't really listen, you know, this, 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 and that, or whatever your reason may be. But the more you understand your emotions, the better you can articulate them, and the better you can articulate them the better you can find a woman who will un- who's willing to understand your emotions. Mm. But if she's, if you can't even articulate them, you can't expect her to understand what you're not saying. It's just like when you're talking to a toddler who has an issue and they're crying about something. You're telling them, use your words, use your words. She doesn't understand if you're just angry all the time. She doesn't get that. She doesn't understand if you're stressed out and... You know, your way of coping, or I don't want to say coping because we don't don't cope with our problems here. We Mm. deal with them. Amen. But, you know, your your way, your outlet might be going to the gym all the time. But if you can't articulate that to her, she'll never understand that. And there will always be an emotional disconnect. And you don't want that because once you have an emotional disconnect, everything else is going to be disconnected as well
0: exactly and then like outlets like that that's great for when like you're single and stuff but when you get into a relationship you have to communicate right you have to communicate after you go to the gym and have that outlet boom get it out you come back hey i just have to clear my head real quick this is what's going on this is what's happening at the end of the day if you can't communicate that stuff in a relationship it's going to fail it's right it's 100 percent guaranteed to fail because that's the number one thing in in all relationships friendships family like spouses everything communication mm-hmm. so um that's exactly why um dang I lost where I was going dang I was going somewhere good too um that's exactly why oh that's exactly why a lot of people do not understand that the anger or the hurt or the sadness or depression the anxiety they deal with comes from childhood trauma right a lot of people deal with a lot of things that happen in their childhood and don't say anything they just hold that crap in and let it build up go to therapy those people will listen to you with an unbiased opinion they will give you tips um, all kinds of things and everything to help you and they are mandated to like not tell anyone they are bound by law to be confidential right. if you want somebody who is not gonna tell if you don't believe anybody gonna tell your business like they are bound by law to be confidential so go to these people talk to them or talk to a, a trusted friend I talk to Jerry about my problems all the time right. I know probably he get tired of it because <laughs> a lot of because <laughs> a, a lot of times when you go through things it starts to sound repetitive mm-hmm. and if you are that friend and someone sounds repetitive or whatever like continue to listen because that's them sorting through their thoughts right. that's them trying to like you know just just be patient with them because I know at one point I was saying the same stuff over <laughs> and over. I know they got tired of me <laughs> but like literally in like just just listen just listen yes you need to be able to um express those emotions in many different ways deal with that childhood trauma and all kinds of stuff so but in case you haven't noticed a lot of the times people they always like they never say anything to a white man that expresses his emotions but with a black man that suck it up
1: and we we really gotta break that mindset break it because as a group black men deal with the most mental health issues and they, they go unnoticed, they go untreated, and we've gotta get out of this, this stereotype that black men are not allowed to have emotions. You know, that black men are not allowed to, to cry or to be sad or to be angry or to feel some type of way about something or that we don't need an outlet to express ourselves because we do. We're people just like anybody else. Yes. And so that's, that's part of the reason that we've even started this podcast, Escaping the Stigma, Building Men because part of being a man is understanding every part of yourself and what makes you a man and your emotions are part of what make you a man so we've got to get out of that that bad mindset and and really you know we're we're not helping anything because when we tell our sons you know you should never feel anything you should always be strong you're setting him up for failure because now he's going to go into it with the mindset of, whenever I feel something, I'm weak. I'm inadequate. Now, now I have to walk around questioning my manhood for the next 20 or 30 years, or maybe even longer than that, and doing things that you feel like defines your manhood. Then you partner up with a woman who feels the same way, and she never listens to you. She never pays attention to your emotions. One thing I can say that I love and I admire about my parents' relationship is that they they have this understanding of each other that I've never seen before. Like it's truly it's it's really breathtaking and that's that's who I want to model uh you know my relationships after because I, I in my that. mind, you know, my parents are the standard because they have such a good understanding of how things work and of, of each other and of their emotions. And he supports her the same way that she supports him you know there's no give and take it's it's truly an interdependent relationship where they're both on the same page you know she's his outlet he's her outlet you know what I'm saying you don't ever want to get with anybody who doesn't want to hear about your problems you don't want to be with anybody who makes everything about them oh yes that's not what you want and I know society tells us that we're just supposed to pay bills do whatever our women say, listen to all their problems and die. But that's not how this goes. You know, a relationship is for two people. It's for both people. It's not just for the woman. And this is not me bashing. This is just me calling it what it is because society has been lying to us. And it's, you know, it's, it's putting our women on this pedestal and, and putting our men down here. And I'm not talking about true woman empowerment because true woman empowerment doesn't do that. True woman empowerment tells women of course you know that they are up here but it tells them that the men are up here as well because we go together you know it's like peanut butter and jelly we complement each other beautifully god would not have made eve for adam if they weren't meant for each other let's not forget that eve is a part of adam so they go together you know let's stop trying to separate the two and make this weird agenda where it's like you know just forget about the black men because we're just as important as everybody else our emotions are just as important our understanding of our manhood is just as important exactly so with that being
0: said um, follow us on Instagram Twitter, YouTube um, TikTok mancave.mp3 um, and follow us I'm on Instagram I'm at underscore a n l b underscore and he is uh, at j w underscore too smooth and um let us know what you thought about this let us know if you have questions DM us send us messages uh let us know what you think about it anything else maybe if we need a part two to go a little deeper into something or if you just you know need to reach out reach out to us that's what we're here right. for okay so like if 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 you have any
1: concerns or something else you might want to hear you know let us know right and you know remember that everything is a process nothing is overnight nothing so keep tuning in and join us on our journey into manhood yes peace out